Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. Those boys have been going insane on Instagram lately. But before we hop into that, you know, I got my co-host with me as always, Brett Galt. What's up? Not much, man. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We got our national championship game tomorrow night, which is crazy that the uh, college football season is almost over. It's fun out. Yeah, last call for alcohol. We're uh, we're closing the bar down. It's about yeah. 2 a.m. in the great state of North Carolina, and um, the lights are on, and uh, we're about to have to get out. But no, it's, it's been a wild ride. I, I know we, like, chat, like, daily or, like, yeah. very often, like, on the side, but not recording a pod for almost two weeks, two and a half weeks. It feels foreign. Yeah, it, it was weird, but it was a good time to spend time with family and everything like that. Of course, it sounds like we were just talking before you were working most of that time, but – Hey, we still got to spend a little time with family. So that's all that matters. But yeah, it's good to be back. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about. And then, of course, the national championship game tomorrow night. So I'm looking yep. forward to it. Yep. So the smallest slate of the year, smaller than week zero, but um, no, a, a great spot to be. So uh, before we go ahead and hit the ground running, was Santa Claus good to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I really, at this point, I'm just like, I don't really care. Like, I, I tell my parents not to give me anything, honestly, at this point. You know, I mean, I, I gave, I got Haley, uh, she wanted a blender, so I got her a blender, but like, I really, I got some clothes, so that's about it. That's kind of how it is. Was needed some sweatpants, but I don't know how it's been uh, over there, but for here, for the longest time, it was like 70 degrees yeah. in, uh, in the middle of December or whatever. So I was like, I can't even wear them. But yeah, starting to get a little chillier now. We got some, we got some snow the other day. Nothing to really stick, but I did hear about that. So my parents sent me pictures of the house in Raleigh and they had some, some snow flurries, which was pretty cool to see, but no snow in Charlotte. Charlotte's pretty weird to where it sits on a map. So yeah. close to South Carolina. So like if you're in Winston-Salem, you'll usually get snow. Um, sometimes like up in like Kannapolis, Concord will get snow, but like Charlotte's a very odd sitting place to where it doesn't get a whole bunch of weather um, or extreme yeah. weather for that fact. But I mean, yeah, it was like in the seventies. I know, um, the Tuesday after Christmas, in-laws were in town, so we went to Top Golf, and I was wearing, I think, shorts and a long sleeve yeah. shirt. And it was pretty comfortable. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of that what of that weather than the uh, cold weather, anyway. So, yeah, it's just not conducive to uh, what I want to do this time of year, and that's duck hunting. Yeah. I mean, New Year's Day, we were hunting a, a swamp at my uh, hunting club out east, and I mean, mosquitoes were tearing us up in January. That's insane. It's like I took my thermosels out of my book bag, took out the bug spray because didn't think you need it, and just grabbed it and went. And a big mistake. Yeah, I mean it's crazy, but like I said, it's starting to get a little colder here now. We've had some cold, cold mornings, but hopefully, I mean it is January, I guess, so we can't really complain. So the end of football season is when we finally get football weather. That's that's strange. Exactly. Yep. Basically, I mean, yeah. Of course, whenever you watch some of these NFL games or anything like that, it's freaking freezing at some of these places. So maybe it's just us. Yeah, maybe. But uh, glad to see you bounce back from COVID really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. All the Amarion variant gotcha. Yeah. So my uh, my roommates, they went to Atlanta for New Year's. And they came back, what, the Sunday or whatever, this past Sunday. Yep. And they started feeling, like, not good on Tuesday or something like that. I was like, oh. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm chilling. Like, I was feeling good. And then, like, 
maybe it was Monday they started feeling bad. And then like Wednesday night, I had chills the whole night. I was like, oh no, this is not good. But my roommate, he got tested and he tested positive. So then Nick didn't, I mean, Nick had the same symptoms and he's been with them the whole time. So he's like, I'm not gonna, like, I have it. And then I was, I was going to go get tested. And then I looked it up and I was like, the closest, this was on Wednesday or Thursday. And the earliest they could give me it was like Monday. And I was like, well, by that time, I'm going to be good. So, but so technically I didn't get tested, but when the roommate tested positive, I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure he gave it to me. They both gave it to me. So, but yeah, knocked me, knocked me on my ass for about a day and a half, honestly. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad you're, you're back in good graces. Uh, Kayla had a little bit of a cold. Um, she didn't go get tested. And like you said, getting COVID tested or finding tests in general is like pretty yeah. hard nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, it's freaking like impossible. When my roommate went, he said, because you have to do it by appointment now. And he said, whenever he was pulling up, he said the line, like the car line was like a mile deep just because so many people are getting tested and everything like that. So, I mean, there's probably a ton of more people that have it just because this variant spreads so quickly, I guess. But yeah, no offense, but it just ain't worth it to go get tested if it's that long. Yeah, uh, more more contagious, less deadly. Like I yeah. said, pro- usually I think that's a pretty fair trade off. But you know, yeah, it's like a- I know you being vaccinated and not bringing like political into this like at all because I, I really don't give a damn about politics. But yeah. you being vaccinated per the science is supposed to make it a lot more mild for you. So yeah. if yeah. true, that played to your advantage. Yeah, it did. Yeah, which which it did. I think because I knew some people that got it that aren't vaccinated that knocked their ass out. So I think it just depends on the person, to be honest. Yeah. But, and even like, I know when we got, when we got vaccinated, first shot of Moderna was fine with me, sore arm. But the second one, dude, we, it's yeah. kind of funny. I was sitting in my office and I hear the garage door lift up about like noon, like 1130. And I'm like, who the heck is here? So you know, me, Kayla, and my sister lives in Charlotte. She has a garage door opener. Like maybe she came over to like, I, I don't really look at my phone throughout the day because I'm always busy. But then like Kayla comes walking in and she's like, I feel like trash. And she left school early because she didn't feel good. And I said, me too. And I messaged my boss and I'm like, hey, I can make it to market close. But like around three, like I'm logging off. I, I got to go lay down. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I was. I got Pfizer. First shot was fine. A little sore on the arm. Second, second shot. I got like the chills and everything like that as well. I mean, yeah, I took a half day that day as well. I took a half, I took <laughs> a half crazy. day during COVID too because my head was just foggy. Like I, I just couldn't concentrate. I was like, dude, I like I, I told my boss, I was like, hey man, like I cannot work right now. Hopefully, I can recover back on Friday or whatever. Which I, I was, I was definitely a lot better in the afternoon on Friday. But hey, it's over now. I mean, whatever. It's part of life now, basically. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. And I mean, and it's going to be like that for college football, probably for the foreseeable future, too. Like just looking at our lock spreadsheet for bowl season, I had two games canceled due to COVID. Yeah. You, ha- you had one and I think Jamon had two as well. So um, let's go ahead and actually review that. Um, we knew this bowl season was going to be shaky between opt outs, which is newly started as of like four or five years ago. Yeah. And then, you know, COVID is going on. But uh, Brett, Jesus, like. You you won the regular season and you dominated bowl season. You were five and one overall. Um, great great slate. Um, and then like one COVID exemption. 
but your wins were Houston plus three, Minnesota laying three and a half against your beloved Mountaineers. Oh, I, I knew that one. I, <laughs> I, 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 don't, ugh, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that one. Your, your other three wins were Bama laying 13 and a half, Oklahoma State plus two. What a comeback. They got it done on the field. That was a comeback. Didn't even need the points. And then Baylor laying one. Ole Miss wasn't very competitive in, in that game. But those are your five wins. Your one miss was Pitt plus one and a half. Uh, Kenny Pickett opted out, of course. And, you know, Pitt, Michigan State kind of got a little lucky towards the end of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Pitt, Pitt had their third-string quarterback because the yeah. second-string guy behind Kenny Pickett got hurt, what, in the first quarter, right? Yeah, it was one of the first drives. Yeah, and so then they brought in their third string. And the dude, I mean, they had the lead there for a good bit. And then, um, yeah, they eventually ended up losing. But they they made it competitive that whole game, which I was shocked about. Dude, for a third-string quarterback to be leading in the fourth quarter and just, like, kind of have a bad beat Michigan State and a couple big plays, I mean, that – I mean, that's pretty promising, like, for Pitt's future to look at that. Yeah. So, um, good for Pat Narduzzi. Uh, good good for the ACC um, just because they have another team other than Clemson, you know, and they won the conference this year. But I think it's going to be pretty competitive from here on out. You know who Pitt plays the first game of the year next year, right? No. West Virginia. Isn't that an old rivalry game? Yeah. Yes, it is. Old Big East backyard brawl. Yeah, backyard brawl. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually scared shitless about that game. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, Pitt new transfer quarterback. They got um, Keen Slovis. Yeah, yeah Keen Slovis from USC, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So our our guy uh, Daggy or whatever, he just transferred out. He's going to the portal. I think he basically he got bullied, he got bullied out, but so so yeah. I mean, we'll see though. Well, that's good. So great five and one slate for you, dude. If anyone Thank followed you. you, like they did nothing but win. Uh, myself, I was five and five. I started out pretty good. Um, started out Northern Illinois hit, Louisiana hit, um, Army was a miss. They got it done on the field. They just didn't cover three and a half. And then my my card kind of paused. So Houston hit, and then we missed two games in a row for me uh, because of COVID. NC State, UCLA, we know what happened there. Uh, UCLA didn't have enough defensive linemen to play, um, which coming back there in a second. And then BC, ECU uh, also got hit with COVID. Um, but then again, like Clemson, big win over um, Iowa State. And then I kind of had some pretty bad misses. Oregon decided to actually play offense and score points. Uh, them in Oklahoma hit over 61. That was a miss. Tennessee, not the best defensive showing against Purdue. We already talked about Pitt. But then Bama hit. And here's where I'm circling back to the UCLA-NCCA game. LSU started a damn wide receiver at quarterback to play their bowl game. Yeah. UCLA could have found some O-linemen to play D-line if they really wanted to play. I just don't think they wanted to play. That was the thing. I mean, for them, it was like NC State is traveling across the United States. For them, it's yep. right in their backyard. So what do they care? They can just go just back home right there. But, I mean, for NC State to, like, miss Chris Smith and, like, miss all the time with their family and be practicing through that whole thing, already get canceled, like, I've been – I would have been pretty pissed, which, I mean, we know they were, so. And the the worst thing was – like that Tuesday w- was just like pumped for the game four hours before kick. Like I get the notification on my phone or maybe five hours before it's like, yeah, they're not going to play. Okay. They're not going to play. But I mean, there was a, a 
allegedly it was reported that UCLA like left their locker room. Yeah. And like just left the stadium like way before it was announced. It's kind of like UCLA like knew this was going to happen and just waited to the very last second. No other game was canceled the day of except the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wish West Virginia's when it got canceled, but that's besides the point. <laughs> you you got a win out of it. Um, and then finishing up my card, LSU, did terrible show. I mean, but then again, a wide receiver was playing quarterback. Yeah, well, I don't think – you didn't know that, did you? No. I mean, that. well, that, that was the problem. Our, our picks are a little skewed because we didn't know opt-outs prior to picking those. Like, after we picked those, the opt-outs all started to flow in. So, I mean, you got to give us some, like, leading way. Just you got to be nice to us, especially those picks. I mean, LSU, honestly, the guy, the guy wasn't terrible either. For a wide receiver, he wasn't bad. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. He, he threw some nice throws, honestly. I mean, but, they scored a couple of times in the fourth two to yeah. try to make it competitive. I mean, I think I took a live bet at LSU plus 17 and a half. That still didn't hit, but I had a chance in the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised LSU even played in that game, to be honest. I don't you know, know what that's what happens when you actually want to play a game and you have a proud like crew and fan base. Yeah. Like just find a way to play the game. UCLA or cowards, they don't want to play. Oh, but I digress. That takes me to five and five for the bowl season. Um, I really think NC State would have been a win. And I had Boston College ECU over 51. And again, over under like could be kind of spotty, but I really like those two plays that I didn't get a chance to see so brett five and one i was five and five and then we go to our old friend jamon jamon was four and five uh his hits utah state laying seven clemson plus one and a half bama laying 13 and a half and then bama first half uh bama and we're, we're gonna get into this in a second bama looked really damn good so those are his four wins his five misses started out zero and two toledo laying 10 coastal laying 10 and a half those did not cover uh, Auburn did not – Auburn wasn't – Auburn was somewhat competitive against Houston, but them being a three-point favorite in Birmingham, basically a home game for them, that was a miss. Pitt was a miss as well, along with Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Uh, they did not cover six and a half. So let's actually start at the Rose Bowl. That was easily the best bowl game, right? It was the best game. I mean, honestly, in our, in our picks – so not you know the um, the picks that we were all doing all together our little group or whatever that we advertised. Yep. yep. So I, I had Utah, and so and the only reason I picked Utah is because a lot of they opted out and Garrett Wilson opted out also. So I was like, I know Utah has a good defense. I didn't know they were playing freaking running back at like DB and everything like that. I didn't know that. <laughs> And so when whenever Utah got up 14, I was like, all right, like this is this is gonna be good. But then um, I mean, like you said, great game. I really thought I had that one though. And then right then Riser got hurt. But that that uh, backup came in and threw a dime in there to tie it up. But yeah, like you said, best game there was. I really don't get how you opt out of the Rose Bowl, to be honest. Like Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I feel like you gotta, I mean. It's not the national championship, but that's like such a historic game to watch and play in. So, but yeah, like you said, by far the best game in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, like you just mentioned, the bowl pick them just pulled it up. Brett, good job. You're number two out of out of the group, and you have a shot to win potentially, um, depending on what happens in the Natty. But 
I mean, you're in the 83rd percentile, which is pretty impressive. To, uh, and here's, here's a fun fact slash kind of embarrassing fact. Until probably eight or nine of those games went, and I actually like maybe 10 games, like 10 games of the bowl season went through, I didn't realize that you could pick the, the points. Yeah. Yeah, I had no clue. And so I was starting to notice that. I was like, wait a second. I can pick the points of what I'm most confident in. So that's why I ended up doing so. Yeah, for the first 10 or whatever, I just had a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10 because I never <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, my biggest regret was picking Michigan because I actually picked Michigan. If you picked Georgia, you would be in first place. And you're in second by a slim margin, but yeah. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, we'll see how the, uh, how tomorrow night goes. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and keep uh, scooting towards, like, talking about that. Um, so last one we have to hit for bowl season, not one on Coastal Barbecue. They were on Tennessee as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That missed, but, dude, they just whipped up probably my favorite food in the world, um, a bison burger. So first place I've ever had a bison burger was at Ted's Montana Grill. Um, there used to be two in Raleigh. There's only one now in South Point in Durham, and it's phenomenal. I actually – we're heading to Raleigh this weekend. Uh, my wife has a baby shower and we're getting dinner with her mom on Saturday. And I said, let's go there. And lo and behold, like now I know Coastal Barbecue whipping up bison burgers. Looks delicious. You know, got the caramelized like mushrooms on it, bacon, cheese, fresh lettuce. Dude, this looks phenomenal to anybody. Bison, you have to try bison. It's way better than beef. I, I ever have. Dude, you, you got to go to Ted's Montana Grill. I mean, if not, like hit up 910 Coastal Barbecue on Instagram or Facebook for the recipe and get it because they're to die for. So, you, so you're saying better than beef? Yeah, way better than beef. If huh. I had to choose one for the rest of my life, I would easily eat bison. It's not close. Hmm, interesting. I mean, is there like a big taste difference? Not a huge taste difference. It's a lot more lean. Um and it, it's a, maybe like a little bit like saltier of a taste. Like you can say it just has a little bit more flavor to it. Um, if you cook it right, like I don't know, and give or take, my wife's very weird about like eating like weird kind of food. Like she'll do like deer sausage and like some of the like ducks that I shoot and we eat, but she actually likes bison. She, mm -hmm. she does. She, if we go to Ted, she'll order a regular like beef cheeseburger, but we usually always have a bite of mine. It, it's more of a mental thing with her. Yeah, I mean, I get that, though. Ask most women. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to try it, then. You got me curious now. Yeah, I was about to say, if you want to join us Saturday night, uh, come on. Saturday night. Yep, South Point, Durham. So, uh, yeah, so the, the barbecue boys finally missed. They're on a hot streak. And, but uh, the Bison Burgers, I think for Christmas, they, they cooked a leg of lamb or put that on the smoker. That looks really good too. Lamb's something that I've had before. My parents eat it a decent bit. And growing like up, like it. I'll bite it here and there, but I'm not huge on it. But theirs actually looks really, really good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of lamb. I do like lamb. Do you uh do you use the mint jelly that like on it? Uh-uh. Okay, you just eat it like as is. Yeah. Hmm, maybe that's just my parents. They they put like a mint jelly type thing on it or Maybe like a like a dipping sauce to use. Yeah, I don't eat yeah. it, so say <laughs> so have at it. Yeah, I don't. I think I use like I don't know what I use now, but yeah, I don't know about the mint jelly. Maybe you got to try it. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I do like playing though. No, awesome. Well, no, thank you for not wanting Coastal Barbecue for sponsoring us this season. You know, not, nothing but a great relationship that we have with you. Um, so before we talk about the first two playoff games, is there any other game uh, versus the Rose Bowl that you'd want to talk about or mention that like impressed you or surprised you? I mean, no, because just with bowl season now, there's really nothing. I mean, bowl season doesn't really surprise you anyway, just because so many things can happen. But when you put the opt-outs in and the COVID restrictions, everything like that, like, I feel like anything is up in there. But, I mean, to be completely honest, I didn't watch a ton of bowl games until probably we were halfway through. I was I was pissed that the uh, Hawaii Bowl got canceled because that's usually what I yeah. watch on New Year's Eve or uh, Christmas Eve, so I was pissed that got canceled. But, I mean, Houston-Auburn was a good one. That was pretty good. Uh, Florida-UCF wasn't bad either. I did watch that one. Yeah. From Joel. <laughs> so, sorry, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't take out little brother. But well, in going back to that, that actually – because we were we – were, uh, the three of us were chatting or whatever in the group chat. The fact that uh, – Copeland, the wide receiver, and both Emory Jones, both in the transfer portal, and then they're playing, which I I had no clue that was even a thing. Yeah, it's usually coach's discretion at that point. Yeah, I just I I didn't know that they actually played whenever they were in the transfer portal. So that was news to me. But yeah, I mean, those are good games, but I think by far the Rose Bowl was the best game. So the Rose Bowl was definitely the game that I enjoyed watching the most. The one that was the best for my soul, the one right down the street, baby, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That 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 game actually shocked me. I mean, it, it really did. I should have bet USC. I should have took the tip. Well, I actually made a side bet with my buddy Wilson, who's a Chapel Hill fan. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I won a couple bucks off of him, but I, I should have put that in the book too. Dude, South Carolina kicked UNC's ass all game yeah. long. And you know, I mean, Shane Shane Beamer, he'd done a hell of a job there in his first year. He did a great job. Hell of a job. I mean, yeah. The one thing I will say is I I do respect Sam Hell for playing in that game, though. I instead do, too. Of opting out, instead of opting out, I respect him. I mean, he got his ass whooped. But – I respect him for actually playing instead of just opting out like a lot of other people do. So I will give him that. Yeah, and he's going to go on to the NFL. Um, you know, I, I'm not too big on him. You know, he he has talent. He's a talented guy. If you're in the right system, like anyone can force, like look at Mac Jones, right? I mean, he was balling last year too. But, yeah, no, I definitely respect that. But, I mean, it's always awesome to see Chapel Hill lose and lose in that fashion. Yeah, their defense sucked. I mean, it was terrible. Did you see who the new uh, defensive coordinator is? Uh, Chizik, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's who, that's who Mac Brown wanted to get the first time, but he turned him yeah. down, and he actually landed him now. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised at that Chizik. I don't know. I'm interested to see how much longer Mac Brown's actually there for because if, – If things go sideways this season, I don't think they're going to let him go, but he's definitely going to be on the hot seat if this year doesn't go well because what do we hear every year? Chapel Hill just wins the offseason. Like – they get good recruiting classes, like a sexy transfer here or there, like getting a good coach like Gene Chizik, but very underwhelming on the field. Like, remember, they lost to Florida State 
like when Florida State was doing terrible, that UNC win that they got really kind of like turned their season around and the look of it. And Chapel, I mean, they last second lost to State. I mean, they blew a game in two minutes, like with 10 points, like two scores. It's just like Chapel Hill's going to win the offseason in the media every year. But I mean, they're just not putting it together on the field, which I enjoy to see. But yeah, yeah, it is fun. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's recruiting well, but I think you, I mean, I feel like he was just hired more of as, as a mentor for that, for them just to kind of get their feet back underground and everything like that, start winning, and then maybe him be in discussion to like hopefully help hire the next coach. But I, I mean, if they keep on losing, that's probably going to be out of the, out of the way. Yeah. Well, we're at the end of 2022, we're going to see, um, again, he could be, if, if they get off to a slow start halfway during the season, may start hearing talks here and there. Uh, but, you know, that, that's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. So let's go ahead and uh, transition into the next uh, portion of the show. First two playoff games. Let, let's start in chronolog- chronological order. Alabama, Cincinnati. Thoughts? You know, Cincinnati's defense actually played well, in my opinion. I mean, they actually have two legit corners that are probably people have said are going to be like first round, second round draft picks. So yep. the, their defense actually didn't play bad, in my opinion. The problem is, is their line, their offensive line, too little. I mean, that was a major problem. Mismatch. Yeah, they just couldn't get anything going on offense at all. And so Bama just kind of bullied them on kind of both ends as the game went on. So, but I mean, and people keep on saying, like, this is what happens when you put a group of five in there, group of five team in there, whatever. But, like, honestly, I think you slot anybody in there, even in the power five. And I think they're going to get smoked by Alabama anyway. Yep. So, I, I don't think it matters. I think, honestly, Cincinnati played respectable. Yeah, I thought Cincinnati had a very good effort. Um, the early decisions, you know, going down, taking the points, kicking the field goal. Yeah. I didn't think – give or take – my mind says kind of you have nothing to lose, maybe go for it. But if you go for it, you miss it. That may, like, set the tone for the rest of the game. If I was a coach, I probably would have taken the points too and uh, and kicked the field goal. But, you know, it, it just didn't work. It, it was and not even to say pros versus Joe's because Cincinnati has talent, but Bama's a machine. Um, I mean, that's why we both bet Bama to cover uh, two touchdowns, and I mean, they did. They did what they were supposed to do. Yep. That game's going to play out like that eight times out of ten. So, I mean, I guess Cincinnati, they, they didn't look completely terrible. I say that. They look competent. They were just overmatched. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, basically just echoing what you said. I think they were just overmatched, but I think they played well. I mean, they played hard. Yeah, and, you know, will it be harder for them to get back in? Well, that we know they have to go undefeated to get in, but – even then, the committee, are they going to say, well, we remember what happened like four or five years ago. They got in, and it didn't help their case, but, you know, they got there, and they gave it their best shot. Um, speaking of a team that may have given it their best shot, it just didn't look good, Michigan Wolverines. Goodness gracious. Yeah, this game honestly kind of pisses me off because I really – I mean, after that first game, I was like, all right, well, this second game is going to be good because Michigan is playing with a lot of heart lately. They just beat their – they beat in Ohio State this year, which they haven't been able to beat since Harbaugh's been there. They're playing good. Um, on defense, Hutchinson's playing well. But, I mean, oh my – I mean, they just 
they just got overmatched. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, this game was over by half. They just couldn't get anything going on offense. Their defense was just getting destroyed. And I think Georgia was trying to make a statement after that SEC game where Bama just ran all over them. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the game probably most expected. I I was just hoping – I was just hoping that Michigan would be able to make it competitive, which they did not. Nothing more to add. You saw the final score. You watched the game. I mean, Tarbaugh did what he does in big moments. I think I think this is the final that we have tomorrow is what everybody was expecting. I just – I was kind of hoping for something a little different, but – bless you. Thank but, you. Um, I mean, here it is. It's best two teams, but it's been the two most dominant teams all year. So this is how it's always going to go. Yeah, this is this is the point that we needed, and we're here. So let's go ahead and dive into it. My first thoughts on the game: I think injuries are going to have a big swing. The line, Georgia being the favorite, you know that's cool. They're the favorite the first time too. Vegas stick to your number; it's probably accurate. But both teams, you know, had some big players go out in those semifinal games, like the O-linemen for Bama. You know, we know they're short Mechie, so that's going to play different, like, this time around. You know, it, it injuries, and I've been trying to, like, get a good feel. Like, we know who's out. Some people are questionable, but I think this it, – it should be a little tighter than the first time. But before I keep going, what are your thoughts? You would think George is going to come out fired up for this one. but And we know Nick Saban's going to have Bama fired up as well. But, I mean, if there's – I just don't see any way George is going to come out flat on defense like they did uh, in the SEC championship. Because, I mean, they got absolutely obliterated and they got embarrassed. And that defense that's been playing – was just dominating all year, just got flat out, just kind of destroyed. So I think, I mean, I think this is, this is a good game. I am a little surprised that Georgia is the favorite just after what Bama did to them in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think we're going to see a good game. I really do. Yeah, hopefully it's not like uh, Michigan and Georgia. So like you said for Bama, John Mechie's out. Josh Joe, probably their best defensive back, second defensive back's out. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis, he's out. It, it is so tough, especially with so much talent, because you know they're going to plug somebody in that's yeah. capable of playing the role. Oh, yeah. It's just like five star the, the big stage. <laughs> is, is the big stage going to get to him? Yeah. I mean, I think Mechie not playing is – I think that's a bigger loss than people think because it puts a lot of um, pressure on – Oh, what, Williamson, right? Yep. Yeah, so it puts a lot of pressure on him to kind of just outperform. But, I mean, shoot, we saw the same thing with uh, Garrett Wilson and Olave opting out, and you saw what the chick Smith did. I mean, my goodness. In the Rose Bowl for Ohio State. He went nuts. He went nuts. That was ridiculous. That was absolutely – I mean, they couldn't even guard him. No. He looked more dominant than Devonta Smith did last year in the national championship. Oh, yeah. And I didn't think you could look. The only other more, like, dominant performance, um, Justin Jefferson on that LSU team against Oklahoma, I believe it was. Yeah, in the semifinal game. Yeah, dude. (laughs) 
isn't it pretty crazy that they were take I feel like wide receivers are kind of taking over for running backs, as in like the explosiveness. I mean, let's look at these. Like you had that LSU team with Justin Jefferson and those boys. No one can guard them. It, that LSU team, that's so I think the best team I've ever seen oh, like, to date, in, in my opinion. Yeah. But then you got Devonta Smith last year, unguardable. Ohio State, we're putting tough Borland like a linebacker on him. <laughs> like, no, he, and even he, after they made adjustments, he couldn't be stopped. And Devontae Smith got hurt, right? So he didn't, yes. play, he didn't even play that second half, basically, right? No, no, he didn't play. He played a little bit in the third, I think, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But they were so far ahead, it didn't even matter. Yeah, and it didn't matter. And then you had this performance from Smith and Najigba. And, dude, I mean, the wide receivers in the big New Year's Six games the last couple of years have been phenomenal. I've, I've loved watching it. Yep, yep. I mean, it was just – they just balled out. It was like watching Jamar Chase the other day against the Chiefs. Yep, another performance. LSU boy. LSU, yeah. Wide receiver you over there. Yeah, you ain't lying. That that was that was something to see. Um, but yeah, uh, this game, like it could be said, gotta come down to one or two big plays. And that's the way I want to see it play out because I want to see a real tight, close competitive game. But looking at the line, Alabama plus two and a half over under at 52. For the locks purposes, I'm going back to the well I did for the SEC championship. And I believe that over under was at 49. Three points higher at 52. I'd take the over again. I mean, for the same reason I did the first time. It's too much talent on both sides of the ball for it to be too low scoring. I'm just – I think the, the main key to me here is – and I just don't think – Michigan had the personnel to do this, but this is what Bama did in the SEC championship game. You load the box, Georgia can't run the ball, and you make Stetson Bennett beat you. And that's what they did in the SEC championship game. Like I said, Michigan wasn't capable of doing that because they just they just didn't have the athletes to compare to Georgia. But I mean, if you stop Georgia's running game, then Bennett has to try to beat you and. I don't know. I mean, he did pretty well against Michigan, but Michigan is not Bama. So I think I think that's the main key. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It, it, it's it's got to be tighter. You know, both coaches are going to make adjustments. So I think in that aspect, it's going to be pretty neutralized because both coaching staffs are great. Like Saban's the best to ever do it. Kirby's just a branch off of the tree. It, it's going to come down to execution. Um, and that's why, you know, you can find the line around three points. I think I took it three, like for my personal bet, um, two and a half, if you got to take it, I, I'm, I'm on Bama, uh, Bama money line, Bama to cover just because he, we saw Saban finally lose to an assistant this year in Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Um, I think Kirby's a better coach than Jimbo, quite honestly. Uh, he has more talent for sure. But in big games, I, I'm not I'm not going against Alabama, especially when they won the first time convincingly. The injury bug really, really scares me. Because even if someone that is a little banged up plays, they can get hurt the first drive and that could swing the game, you know, yeah. especially on that O-line. Uh Bama can't they can't afford to lose any other like skill like skill position players. So pretty fragile going into it. But dude, give me Bama in the points. 
Bama money line. I I can't go against it. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I'm just – I mean, what's the public doing? So, the public, 39% is on Georgia covering two and a half, so 61% on Bama. Yeah. Um, money line, 52% on Bama money line, 48% on Georgia. And then the over-under, 72% is on under 52 and a half. Um, wow. So, yeah, so I guess Bama – Bama covering two and a half, Bama money line, the favorite, and then the under from the public so far. Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like this is kind of one of those games where everybody's on Bama. And then, I mean, like I said, Georgia, if Georgia doesn't come out just on fire just because they're trying to prove a point, then I really don't know. I mean, they could just get blown out. But I, I just, I think it's going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game because I want to see a good game. Yeah, um, like Brian Robinson, he's going to tote the rock. Like Zach White, Cook for for Georgia, they're going to be great. But dude, like Bryce Young, he he's so good. How he can just take over a game. I I don't even I don't want to look ahead to next year. But do you realize like I mean how good Alabama's going to be next year? Insanely good. Yes. I mean, Bryce Young is coming back, of course, because he has no choice. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to be freaking loaded again next year. It's honestly disgusting at this point. Yeah, like Brian Robinson, he's a senior, but, I mean, you, you really think Bama's short at running backs? No, they'll just <laughs> plug in another five. Well, the, the guy from uh, the Georgia Tech guy transferred there, too. Which yeah, I, I did see that headline. I didn't even know really who he was just because it was Georgia Tech, but this dude is like a former high four star. I I watched some highlights of them, and yeah, they're they're gonna be okay. I mean, they're gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, the rich get richer, um, especially yeah. with NIL. Uh, I'm sure uh, Saban can have some of that Mercedes Benz dealership money go a couple places if need be. Speaking speaking of NIL, I mean, is it? It's kind of crazy how. Caleb Williams, a starter, face of the program at Oklahoma, and the dude goes in the transfer portal. And it's probably because he's seen where he can get the most money at. 100%. It, which is just wild to me. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like Jimbo Fisher quote that uh, there's always been NIL. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically it's just free agency in the uh, – and there's definitely tampering going on probably too. I mean, during the middle of the season, you're not happy. Oh, yeah. You hit up, you hit up a coach say, hey, can I uh, can I hit the transfer? I mean, you have guys hitting the transfer portal in the middle of the season. And then still playing, you know. At the, yeah, it, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. And it's something that we're all going to have to adjust to. I mean, I'm definitely getting used to it. I, I'm pro player 100%. Um, I don't really approve of this much freedom. Yeah. But, you know, like – they're people too. Like they should, they should get the same privilege that any other college student is getting. So, yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely just whenever you watch teams play, especially basketball this year. I don't know how much college basketball you watch, but I'm like, I didn't even know this guy was on this team because he transferred from the other team or whatever. It's just, it's yeah. Crazy. Like keep, keeping up with coaches was hard enough, but I mean basketball, yeah, yeah. basketball, <laughs> basketball, something else. I know, I know. I mean, I think they were saying for football, I think there were like, there's three, or there's either 2,000 more in the portal this year than there was like last year, which is just 
mind-blowing to me. Yeah, those numbers will go up. They'll plateau at some point, uh, maybe in like three, four years. But I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like that's going to be a pretty solid number for what you see uh, countrywide. It's, so. it's not always greener on the other side either. That's true. That's what that's what they kind of learned. That's what a few learned, I know. So. Yeah. I know uh, Georgia's hoping that's not the case uh, for this game. So, I mean, if you had to choose a, a side for the for the winner, just play it at two and a half points, who would you be on, Georgia or Alabama? I mean, I'm, I'm taking Bam. I, I just can't go against Saban. And yeah. Kirby, Kirby has not proven that he can beat Saban yet. So, I think I think you just have to. If you had to lean on the over-under, 52 and a half, uh, which way are you going? What was the final? What was it like? Forty-two twenty something. Yeah, it was forty-two to twenty-four. Forty-one to twenty-four the first time. Yeah, so I mean, I could, sixty-five. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, I'd probably go over. I could, I can see this again being a high-scoring game, just because I mean both defenses are good, but both, especially Alabama's offense is electric, so. I'll go over. What about you? Yeah. Um, uh, definitely the over. Um, I see Bama scoring around like the same clip, like high thirties, low forties. I think Georgia's going to get a, another score in there somewhere. Yeah. So I mean, I think over fifty-two is a layup, just like the first time. Too much talent. I do too. I think if Bennett can play well, I think. I mean, I think this could be a back and forth game. It's just it's going to come down to him. So you watching the game at, at your place tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, the game doesn't start until freaking 830 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so my buddy, uh, Jack, he's going to make some steaks. Uh, we're going to go over to his place. He's going to pick us up some nice dinner. Uh, we're bringing the sides. Kayla's actually making her famous mashed potatoes and uh, some lobster mac and cheese that we're taking oh, over. Shoot. So we're about to pick out. And uh, Jack's actually an Alabama fan. He went to Bama his freshman year. Um, but then transferred to UNCW uh, because, like, out-of-state, like, tuition. So, like, it's so expensive. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of my, uh, like, close for I have, like, friends on both sides. So, like, Parker Tuck, who was a guest with us earlier in the year, his whole family, like, went to Georgia. And he's a big dog fan. And, you know, we, we're all in the same friend group. And, like, my little brother in the fraternity, he's from Tuscaloosa. So, like, he's a big Bama fan. And. Yeah, somebody in my friend group is going to be real upset. Someone's <laughs> going to be real hurt. Oh, I mean, the Lee. Yeah, and I was thinking about it in the aspect, too. So, like, big Braves fan. Parker's a big Braves fan. Like, he got over the hump this year. Can he get over the hump twice? That'd be big. I mean, Georgia, like, Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Braves. I mean, he's probably nervous as hell going to this game. Just because after the first game, I think he would. I think he was thought. I think he's probably pretty confident. Just by the way, his defense is playing or anything like that. But that yeah, he I was. Mean, he, he's got to be nervous as hell going into. The, I mean, he's in our chat, so we know. Yeah, well, <laughs> let, let's poke the bear a little bit and uh, pick his brain to see what he's thinking. But you know, all we can do is just hope for a good game. Like if it's better than the first time, good. And the first game wasn't terribly bad. It wasn't. Bama just pulled away at the end. I love a back and forth game in the national championship. That's what I'm hoping for, especially the way the crappy semifinals were. Yeah, very, very anticlimactic. I say Bama Cincinnati played out in the most Alabama fashion 
Yeah. We'll be up by a score or two going into half. After half, we're just going to dominate you. Like, that was textbook. Yeah. Georgia-Michigan, that was nuts. No, that was just – that was over in the first half. I mean, that was just embarrassing. Jim Harbaugh, he's like, hey, we beat Ohio State, so that's all we got to do this year. I mean, that was just bad. But, yeah, yep. hey, I'm and, excited for it. I mean, and he may be with the Las Vegas Raiders here shortly. We don't know. I I still – Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy gone. Big Fangio's gone in uh, Denver, too. Yeah, I saw that, I saw that too. Jacksonville's gone or uh Myers gone, which I still don't understand that hire in the first place. Stupid hire. <laughs> I don't know why you would want Urban Meyer coaching your team in 2022 at this point, but yeah, I mean there's a lot of coaching vacancies, and you know college coaches will get a look at it too. That's how it always is. Yep, that's the way it goes. Well, you know, this season was nothing but great. Um, our listeners were awesome. We had great support from the win totals episodes till bowl season. And, you know, this isn't the very last call for alcohol because we always do our, our Super Bowl show with the props and everything. Uh, Jake may have your phone on, on ring, because we'll be hitting you up here shortly to get a date for you, you know, once everything's finalized in a couple of weeks. But, dude, th- this has been awesome to actually go to the podcast platform have good feedback, have success, you know, get a sponsor, have our friends on. You know, that's what we do it for. No, it's definitely been a great year so far. And, I mean, the year has flown by. It really has. I mean, I just remember when we were talking about uh, NC State and South Florida mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. I mean, yep. just crazy how fast it's gone by. But I can, I'm thankful to all the viewers that have been watching us, and we continue to grow. So, I mean, hey, enjoy the game tomorrow. And then we will talk back around, I think the Super Bowl is February 13th, I believe, this year. So, dude, that's actually pretty interesting. So, our baby girls do on Feb 17. So, if she comes about a week early, this podcast may get a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, so if the Super Bowl is the 13th, somewhere between the 7th and the 10th, that Monday to Thursday before, We'll be back in your feed. So, you know, go ahead, subscribe, get that automatic download. That way, when you wake up in the morning after we post it late at night, you can go ahead and play some half the distance to the goal. And uh, hopefully we'll win you some money for the Super Bowl. I know Jake did really good last year. I think I hit on maybe like three out of five bets. And I think everybody did pretty good last year. Yeah. Pretty solid Super Bowl show. There were some good bets. I, I remember the profits. Some of them were pretty good. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm interested. I think the – transitioning from college football to NFL. I think the NFL playoffs are going to be fantastic this year. Yeah, they are. They're not really good. There's a lot of good teams in there, and there's not a great team this year. So I'm really excited for the NFL playoffs, honestly. You know what will be most interesting? If the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers does what he said he'll do, uh, that'll be a storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean. And you're a Packers fan. Yeah, I mean, I was a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, he's he's kind of he he's kind of douche, honestly. <laughs> I mean, he, he comes off as a douche, but I mean, he's a good player. So, but yeah, I mean, I I think Packers have the best one of the best chances to win themselves, honestly. So, I I don't know. I mean, we know the Chiefs are going to be there. You know, Brady's not going down with the fight. Uh, Cardinals are playing good ball right now. We've got Murray. So, I mean, the playoffs this year are going to be 
really fun, I think. Yep, they're going to be very good. Well, you know, thanks as always, Brett. We'll chop it up tomorrow in the group text. Again, if you're not in the half the distance to the gold chat room yet, shoot us a text, shoot us an email, um, htdttgoal at gmail.com. We can get you added in. Uh, Natty tomorrow is going to be very good. Again, me and Brett, we're both on Alabama around two and a half or three in the over uh, for your liking. There's a bunch of props out there um, that we didn't hit on. But, I mean, I think I think the key to the props will be there's going to be one or two big plays Take the over for the player that's going to make the big play. Yeah, I I have no doubt there will be a couple big plays in there. 100%. All right, dude. Well, furthermore, all right, uh, let's chop it up tomorrow, and I'll talk to you officially on the podcast in about a month, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. It's still a freaking month away. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. Let, let, let's kick back. Enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy some NFL football, and um, I'll talk to you, dude. All right. Sounds good, man.